The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to a new era in the World Rally Championship. We have a new champion, the first to be born this millennium. At 22 years and one day old, Kala Rovenpera is now the youngest ever WRC champion after claiming victory in Rally New Zealand. And we've still got two events of the season left to go. You're listening to Spin the Rally Pod. The experts are in the house. Dirtfish senior staff writer David Evans. Good evening from my end, David. Good evening, Lisa. Oh, good morning, Lisa. Sorry for where, for where you I You are still in New very, Zealand. Yes, I am still in New Zealand. It's been a very long week. Uh, well, of, of trying to figure out what time it is here, what time it is in Seattle, and what time it is everywhere around the world. So, good morning. It is officially good morning from here. And perhaps a long week because you've been spending it with the voice of Rally himself, Mr. Colin <laughs> Clark. <laughs> Hi, Colin. Uh, Lisa, sometimes you're so lovely to me. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, good evening. Yeah, um, sitting opposite David. There we go. That's nice. We like to have you two together uh, causing mischief. Uh, we've also got former motorsport team boss. He's been here, there, and everywhere. It's George Donaldson. Good evening, Lisa. Good morning, David and Colin. I'm glad to hear that all that lovely New Zealand rain, which is actually quite typical of the rally, but 50% of them were horribly soaking wet. And it's not dampened your spirits at all, and it certainly gave us an interesting enough uh, first day and a half of the rally, at least, which was, what, two-thirds of the rally anyway. Brilliant. Loved it. Right. We, we, we cannot wait to get into it. Uh, I'm Lisa O'Sullivan, your humble rally fan, and I would just like to take a moment to tell you, chaps, that I was considering deleting the preview New Zealand rally podcast that we recorded for Spin the Rally Pod until I remembered. I remembered the words, the words of, oh, me, yes. Callie Rovenshaw is going to win. Oh, Lisa, Lisa, Wasn't it along the lines of everybody else is going to try really hard and then and Callie Rovenshaw will win because that's what he's done all season and we have to pay credit to our fantastic brand new World Rally Champion and I love, 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 love the photo of him getting that big hug from his dad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right, Lisa. There were some great, great scenes yesterday, weren't there? Um, you know, when he won the title. But, you know, well done you, Lise. You called it. And, and, you know, if you said to David and I on Thursday evening before the rally started that uh, Rolf and Perra was going to win, we'd have said you were mad because we were on the <laughs> Fonga Coast, weren't we, David? Yeah. And we were on Tiakau and there was so much gravel. We were talking half a minute, 40 seconds, maybe up to a minute down at the end of the first day for Rolf and Perra. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was that loose, wasn't it, Cole? It was, it was that loose. It was, it was really, big, really surprising. Big, big, big bits of gravel. And it, yeah, it was uh, to, certainly towards the end in that really twisty section of yeah. Fungo Coast. It was going to be incredibly difficult. Very, very it. difficult. But you know, the rain came down and it just evened it up for everyone. And it was great. We, we saw a wonderful, wonderful fight out there, certainly for the first day and a bit of the rally. And it was, it was, you know, it was typically New Zealand. It just gives us lots to talk about. George, you loved it. I certainly did, Lisa. Following here for uh, for the most part, I have to confess to going to bed eventually each day. 
but I've done a full analysis on everything. So feel That's free very to... very disappointing lack of commitment. Lack of commitment. Now, Absolutely, David. 100% <laughs> lack of commitment. I will totally own that 100%. I did have a quite a busy day on Friday in between uh, trying to catch bits of catch up with bits of video on the rally. It was just uh, what a brilliant event. And I mean, I think uh, the rain definitely, definitely uh, saved saved Cali's rally. So, I mean, that that's a given in, in, in any gravel rally when it rains. The cleaning effect is greatly lessened and very often it's an advantage to be first on the road, which it potentially was here. It certainly wasn't a disadvantage. Uh, but the the prediction about uh, um, that, that Young is that Jack Hawk, Hawkswood gave that cleaning w would not be an issue, mm. that the road was much further, obviously wasn't quite correct. Sorry, Young Jack. No. Uh, but but also, uh, if you recall, um, after after Greece when the, the rally had that disaster, I mentioned uh, so just to, just to get on Lisa's high horse here about Cali. Uh, I said I thought there was a possibility. Plenty of room. I thought, thank you, Lisa. There was. I, th I thought there was a reasonable possibility that Toyota would sort it out and it wouldn't be as bad as they said it was. And and you know, the, the, despite the doom and gloom of of Yari Matty and also echoed by I believe. Um, uh, Cali Rovenpera himself. It all came good for him, and I am delighted. What a place to win a championship! It's a driver's paradise. It's not New Zealand Rally. It's driver's paradise. Is what it is. Gorgeous. No, you're right, George. You're right, George. And and you know he has been the absolute class of the field all year, hasn't he? Little wobble mid-season, maybe, maybe from him, maybe from the team a little bit as well. But he's been the class of the field, and 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 we do have to keep pinching ourselves and reminding ourselves that he only turned 22 on Saturday. You know, it's, it's, it's not just the performances that are way, way above his, his actual years. Okay, you know, you'll always get David keeps reminding me, look, he's been driving cars for eight or 10 years. You know, his performances belie his years, but it's, it's the way he presents himself, you know? It's generally he his patience. Himself yeah. like, Sorry. Uh, you know, his patience is, yeah, no, 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 why is George? And it, it, the, the whole thing is quite remarkable. And what, what we're witnessing is not something just really special in terms of the World Rally Championship. And it is. You know, he's taken Colin McRae's record by five years. And 88 days. And he, thank you, David. You are the best. <laughs> he's the best. That's why he's the world's best. Um, I just gave him what a slap it, on the leg and he count. really didn't like that. <laughs> really doesn't like too much physical contact, do you, no, David? No, not um, like that. You know, it's not, not just in World Rally Championship terms that we're watching and witnessing something special. It's world motorsport terms. He's younger than Max Verstappen was when he won his title, and that was lauded as one of the greatest motorsport achievements ever. You know, and, and, and it, it is special, and we are so lucky to be witnessing it. I think as well, Cole, you know, you have to look at things, and, and the stars have aligned for, for Cali this year. You know, it's been a year when M Sport has, has not performed in, in the way that we would have thought they would. Certainly, Hyundai's start of the season was not what we expected, or perhaps it was exactly what we expected, given their lack of preparation. Uh, and then, you know, Elvin's kind of misfired a little bit, hasn't he? And, and a little then, bit. Uh, quite a lot. Um, yeah. And and Calais just, you know, the one guy that you would have thought would probably misfire and still be lacking that bit of experience. He's shown himself to be right there. Um, and in only his third full season um, in a, in a top-class car, it's it's astonishing. You know, I think just to go back, George, to what we were talking about with the cleaning, uh, it, it is, you kind of forget, It's we were saying this, Colin, it's been a long time since we've had a really, really super wet rally with a lot, a lot, a lot of rain. Uh, but you forget over here just how well made the roads are. Mm -hmm. So it, it did, bizarrely, it did actually clean, didn't it, on the, the Saturday morning up in Kaipara Hills. They were talking about the fact that 
it was cleaning um or was it was it maybe in tech i can't remember but because the 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 roads don't get muddy they don't you know they don't dig out and we don't, don't get polish big ruts. either particularly no they don't polish um mm. so it, it was shifting some of this so the grip was coming a little bit more but it's still i think for sure on 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 certain stages calais definitely had a an advantage at the front of the field yeah. on a friday do you, do you know what david um Again, we're jumping backwards and forwards a little bit here, but going back to your point about the stars aligning for Rovin Perra, um, you know, we talk about that little dip he had in the mid-season, and, and you asked, I think, during our, our Meet the Teams on Wednesday night, one of the very best questions I've heard all year. You know, and you asked, you were brave enough to ask Tanak and Neuville, you said, look, you know, the last three events that Hyundai have won, have you actually won them or have Toyota lost them? Which I thought was a great question. And when you talk about Cali's season, we talk about his dip. You know, was it a dip from Cali? Well, you'd have to say the mistake certainly was uh, in Ypres, wasn't it? Um, and maybe to a degree in Greece as well. But, but, you know, he's just pulled it all together. He's pulled it all together. Yes, he's been helped out by the fact that the other teams have struggled an awful lot this season. But he's done everything at every turn that he's been asked to do. Um, and particularly this weekend, as you say, with the difficult conditions, he went out... You know, a lot of people saying the pressure's mounting three of two events in a row. Um, Tanax mounting a challenge. And he went out and he did what he had to do. I mean, it, you know, I don't think we can detract at all from the performance and the quality no. of the win. The championship win. No, no, absolutely. And it was the perfect way to win a championship, wasn't it? Mm. Um, you know, on the, on, the, on the back of a really solid most part of the season. Uh, to go out and dominate this event, which he did. Mm. It was definitely, there was a oh, psychological yeah. shift, mm. I'm sure, or perhaps we're just making too much of that, on the Friday into Saturday when the hand eyes got their penalty. Ultimately, it was only a five-second penalty. And yes, George, you know, you would you would shout that this, that potentially five seconds is quite a big gap on a on a very fast rally like this, or Finland or somewhere like that. Mm. But to, to go overnight from leading... No, David, you're, no fault yeah, but I think you're right. I think there was a psychological shift there because, you know, don't forget, we finished Friday. We finished 160 kilometres of this event yeah. with four drivers within 7.2 seconds of each other. Yeah. It was astonishing. Mm. We then have 40 kilometres on Saturday morning. And you look at the timesheets at lunchtime and Robin Perez half a minute down the road. Yeah. You know, there's a massive change. Yeah. On the Saturday morning, George, what, what did you make of that? Well, it, it was extremely refreshing because I was able to watch it <laughs> on Friday night. <laughs> I could watch it on Friday night without having to lose any sleep. Yay! So all the action. <laughs> um, the 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 yeah. I mean, it, it was a, it was a, it was a brilliant turnaround. I think I was a little bit confused on Saturday, to be honest. Just what mm. is happening here? Why is this turning around like this? It was very heartened to see. Uh, Craig Breen, you know, back there, absolutely winning stages again on Saturday morning. That was good. And then I was, uh, then of course, uh, Elfin made his mistake, and and basically you start to think, you know, what's going on with these guys? Well, do you know what it is? It's, uh, you've already you've already touched on it, Colin, in, indirectly by by talking about about Cali and his and his brilliance and his patience, and and his ability to you know even to, to weather. A downturn and just wait and not lose his patience, and then when the time is right, Lisa, yeah, your prediction was spot on. He won, um, hundred percent. But th those guys, you know, uh, Elfin's got the speed, uh, Breen has the speed, Craig has the speed too. But you know, sometimes with rally, as in this one as well, you know, th this rally came to Cali. He was patient. 
you know, he wasn't fastest on the floor. Well, I mean, the way he had his penalties, etc. But, you know, he just, he, he, he bides his time. And it, the, the the event comes to him. And you think of all those events with Sebastian Ogier and Sebastian Loeb in the past, Octanek, all the drivers, when, when they're winning, when they're on that crest of that wave, the rally comes to them. You know, S Sebastian Loeb was yeah. never fastest on the first stage. He was always, you know, nearly fastest on the second stage and on the third stage. He just was so consistent. He, he wouldn't have a bad stage time. And, you know, by the third stage, he would be leading. And then all of a sudden, you know, when he's got the lead, he gets a 10-second lead. He eases off a little bit. And then he's got a 20-second lead and then a 30-second lead. How does it happen? Because mm. he gets into the zone and he lets it come to him. He doesn't force it. And, I mean, we can go through the accidents George. maybe later in the in the chat, but I can I can analyse out some of them and I made comparisons. But before you get to that, no, no, George, no, yeah, absolutely. George. I just want to jump in and say that I, I think the reason that I said that Kalerov and Perra would win, and I think this is the, the tactic he's had all season, which is what I saw in Sebastian Loeb as well. They're not looking anywhere apart from themselves and and they're not looking at anybody who's chasing them. When, they, when they've got the results... They've just been 100% focused on their own performance and what they can do yeah, in a car. Yeah. And, and that's, that is such an amazing skill. And we, with the others, and I'm, I'm going to put Craig Breen in here and, and Elvin Evans as well, they're at their best when they're not worrying about anybody else. And when they have to think about someone else and perhaps when they're chasing or trying a bit too hard, mm -hmm. that's when it, it, it doesn't go their way at all. So that... Um, brilliant um, image you have there, George, of them riding the wave and the rally coming with them. It's also the fact that they're just completely focused on themselves. They're, they're mindful of themselves, but not what's happening around them. Yeah. Can you keep I doing that? Bit, or is that, no, no, is no, that no, something you lose? Is it a bit of fairy dust that disappears as you yeah. get older? Uh, uh, well, no, so, so, no, sorry, George, can I just no, answer that crack one? On, on, yeah. my, my observation, sorry. You know, I, I think it's a really good point, Lisa, I think, and I think it explains Robin Perez ability well and it also explains the issues that I think Breen and, and you know and, and Elvin and one or two others are having. They are looking at the drivers around them and, and, and you know they're they're worrying about the fact that you know other drivers are getting results, are setting times and they're not and they're pushing too hard. But that's that's the psychology of sport, isn't it? Um, really, really good analysis and, and, and I totally agree with you and I totally agree with the Ogier situation. The only time that Ogier lost that focus on himself, but it didn't affect his performance was when the FIA changed the rules about first on the road. And, and, and then he started. fueled his performance. It, it fueled it? his performance. It fueled yeah. it, you know. He was able to, to refocus, but focus on another uh, element, which actually worked as a positive for him. Yeah. Um, and just to, just to remind people, that was when, obviously, Ogier was leading the championship through probably 13, 14, 15. Uh, and he Volkswagen was, years, yeah. Yeah, Volkswagen years, and he was yeah. romping away uh, and winning it by... Pretty much by the time we left Mexico or somewhere <laughs> in the championship was. It felt like that, um, But so, so, so the FIA decided that it wouldn't just be day one that the championship leader would run first on the road. It would be day two as well. And I remember talking to then president of the, or rally director, FIA, FIA rally director, Yamo Mahanen. And I said to Yamo, you know, this, this is, is obviously, and he said, before we finish, yes, it's obviously aimed at Sebastian Ogier. <laughs> We have to do something, um, and and Ogier, he, like you say, Carl, you know, his outwardly his character changed yeah. quite considerably. Yeah. He became, became aggressive. aggressive. He became aggressive, yeah. really but, aggressive. But it, and you know, anybody that dared mention running order, you know, it was like light in a blue touch paper. Yeah. But in the car, my goodness me, 
that you know the FA couldn't have got it more wrong. No, it he, just as soon as the lights went down, it was like I'm going yeah. to show these buggers, and, yeah. and he absolutely did. Mullered it, yeah. Every time, and yeah. it, it was, it was. You know that period with Ogier was for me his absolute very best period. Yeah, he had an edge about him which I liked, and you know to be fair, you know the, the very best rally journalist in the world and one or two others <laughs> knew the kind. I of fell react- foul of it a few but, times. But you knew the reaction you could get from him, and and occasionally yeah. people did slightly, <laughs> slightly wind him up because he always responded. He always yeah. gave you a fantastic line, and sometimes. And then he shouted at me for writing what he'd said. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then he wouldn't speak to you. Exactly. Exactly. We did. We did have. I remember that dead air on the radio station, Colin, when you wound him up. Oh dear. Well, I I tried. No, no, I tried not to. I really tried not to wind him up. Very, very hard because I I appreciate. But at that time, it wasn't hard to wind him up. It wasn't. But it was. But it was. The problem was, in that period with Ogier, you know, he had a very valid point, and the issue. You can't be paranoid if they are out to get you. That's Correct, yeah. correctly said. But the problem was, the problem <laughs> was, a lot of people, a lot of people were having a real go at him, particularly after the Padden incident in Argentina, where he had quite a public spat with Padden. And it's like, but don't you understand? This guy is a world champion. This guy is 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 focused on winning, and you know, okay, he can handle it if the other competitors are fairly and squarely beating him. But the rules are being changed to beat him, and and why mm. why wouldn't he be making? A song and dance about mm. it, you know. It would be, it would be mad not to. And I, I didn't, I didn't like that element of that time. You know, the fact that people we, deliberately wound them up and then deliberately criticised. Have we gone off topic? I, I've, I've got a question for you, George. Yeah. Sorry, Georgie, I've sorry, got, okay. sorry. I've, I've got a question for Georgie. Uh, so, in uh, second run through Funger Coast, we saw Craig Breen crash. Yes. Uh, at that very famous corner where where Colin had, had gone off in in O2. Uh, and George, what is the process? Hang when, on, hang on. Is crash been... is crash an appropriate word? Yeah, yeah. This time, I think. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, he we went we off debated the road. it. We debated it with Takasan, didn't we? Is is an off a crash? Yeah, I guess there was no damage to the car, was there? He, he's um, gone wide and gone off the road. Just couldn't get it back. Okay, on. he went off the road at the same place. He, slip, he slipped off the George, road. Actually, my, my, my question here. I, is I the agree. Process, he slipped George, off the road. He went off when, the road. It was an off. And when you've when you've you've got a high profile moment like that. As a team principal, do you get involved and do you remind the, the boys that, you know, don't forget that in this stage there's this, this and it. What is the process of, of remembering mm. that's a bad corner? Sorry, I, I lost half that question there, David. I apologise. Yeah. I'll, I'll pray, Just what would you, would you have told the drivers as a team principal or as a sporting director or as a team manager, would you have told the drivers remember this, there's this corner, there's this corner, you know, McRae went off there, Gronon went off here, or, or do you just leave it completely to the drivers and co-drivers to you, sort themselves out? You tend to leave it completely to the drivers, but in the case of, in the case of uh, uh, Craig Breen, who hadn't been there before, uh, you'd A, like to think that he has done all the homework, but B, you would ensure that he, he had. So, you would have a briefing. I, I would want to have a briefing um, two or three days before the rally, kind of at the beginning of the recce, before the recce. So maybe you arrive down with your drivers. You know, maybe you fly down with them. So you've got a chance to talk to them then. Maybe you have a briefing, you know, the day before the rally as you're, as you're trying to get acclimatised to the, to the time. So you get the time and you sit there and you take one of your engineers with you, your, your engineer appointed. I mean, maybe Ford haven't, uh, M-Sport maybe don't have the luxury of, of, of dozens of engineers to go through all those things. So you do it yourself, which is fine. I used to do it myself and you would go over 
all those issues. Yes, yes. And in short answer is, David, yes, you would. You would go over all those issues where there's problems, where you can where you can take risks in New Zealand and where you can't. Um, mm. uh, um, and, I mean, for Craig to go off on that corner, well, it is, it is a particularly nasty wee corner with no forgiveness in it whatsoever because you're just down a bank on the outside and really when you're down there, you've gone through a fence, there's trees all around, you can't get a run on the way back out. What a nightmare. What a nightmare of a, a spot. But... His mistake was tiny, but I analysed how everybody else going through those, well, not everybody, uh, three or four cars um, that were before him, I analysed them out through that section. And, you know, Craig was faster um, uh, up to that point. He was faster than Callie up to that point. Um, uh, OK, you know, f fair enough. It's, uh, uh, you know, Callie's still first on the road and there was maybe some dry sections and wet sections in there. Um, but... Um, Craig, Craig was just a little bit faster. You, you come out of a fairly tight right-hander, um, well, a sort of medium right-hander, and it then goes into a fast left, and then it's, I don't know, 60 or 70 metres, maybe maybe a, yeah, not much more than that, I don't think. And then you come down to this, I think he called it a right five, and there was some other, there was some other comment, I can't remember, um, uh, the, the, the pace note precisely that Paul gave. But the pace notes, pace notes were coming thick and fast and I had an opportunity to compare pace notes because I compared it against Elfin in there. And uh, Elfin's, Elfin's notes were very similar, but but cleaner. Uh, so, so we could have a discussion about the way the notes were were written, you know, the, the, the content. But basically... What does cleaner mean, George? Did just cleaner. There was, there was, there was, there was, there was they were, they detail. were, they were less detailed. They were, they were more concise. There was just less in them, and straightforward. I yeah. mean, in about three or four corners before, before that corner, um, uh, Paul was having to blurt out a, a, a quite a complex series of notes with an with an extra I think it was maybe an extra caution. There was an extra comment in there anyway, so you know, opens tightens, stay out or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was. But it, there was quite a blurt out and I was struggling to put I had to replay it to put it all together so I could understand and relate it to the road and say, Oh yeah, that that works. I understood that. Uh, but I had to I think I had to have three goes at it, whereas Elfin's notes were actually dead simple and straightforward. But n nothing to do with any of the notes at all, the way it was going. Concentration, well, maybe a little bit, but he comes out of this. This so it comes out of a, a slower right-hander, then absolutely flat. You're accelerating for I don't know 40, 50 meters round this absolute an absolute left. You know because you can see it as you're coming out of it. You can see the the trees in the corner ahead, probably about 100 meters. You come out that left-hander. Most guys were already breaking, as they were just on the apex of that corner, and and Craig. He doesn't start breaking until about five or ten meters after that. That's all there was in it. I mean, this is an infinitesimal mm. margin, but you, at those speeds, at George, those speeds, at those speeds, uh, and, and you know, Rainey it, said it, just, there was nothing just, in it. Sorry, to, just to jump in, George. Uh -huh. uh, Craig, you're exactly right because Craig said within five meters he knew yeah. he was going off. Yeah, yeah. he knew yeah. it wasn't going to yeah. stop. Yeah. But but yeah. but what yeah. what was what was significant that I noticed, and I, and I looked at I looked at 
there was three cameras in his car. The the point of view, you know, the the, the that we that we see where his view. There's a, a view of his face and there's a view of his feet. And I, I looked over them all very carefully. And I, again, I did the comparisons with everyone. And <clears throat> like you say, he knew already as he left that corner, maybe he was going too fast and he wasn't going to lose the speed. He only just went off. But he he never put the power on until he actually went off. He didn't even try for the corner. Obviously, hoping that he was going to get away with it. You know, even if he slipped a wee bit wide, he could then power out. Um, it wasn't a hopeless situation. Mm. It didn't look like a hopeless situation. His reaction was not like it would be to a hopeless position situation where you would have gone for it and like tucked the nose in and just actually really start to power it because those cars have pretty well instant reaction. Maybe the power would. You're on gravel. Sometimes the power will dig you around the corner, and he and he didn't try mm. for that. But again, you know, I mean, I'm saying that this would require this this would this requires all my powers of. Of uh, of um, um, uh, retro view, you know, I mean, basically, you know, um, being super wise after the event, but I, I, I thought, you know, you didn't even try for that, and that's kind of how the, my first yeah. my first reaction was, well, you didn't even try for that. But then when you say that he realised already before he was in trouble, so he'd made as he was coming down there, he was figuring out what am I going to do, what am I going to do, right? I'm just going to I'll steer into it as it stays state, and I'll see if I can power my way through it. Uh, hope, hopefully, you yeah. know, just slip. But George, that's that's that's. Is that one of those situations, George, that we've seen many times where you know it is that, as you say, instantaneous reaction? If I try and power it through, you know, I might catch the edge, I might roll, then I'm absolutely out. Whereas if I just slide off, chances yeah. are I might be able to get back. Exactly, on again. and lose. Is it lose that situation where they're assessing the risk and? Yeah, you know, it is. Yeah. It is but like you, that. George, it's interesting what you say about. It's interesting what Sorry, you say Colin, about can I just jump, jump in with a quick question before we move on to that? Mm. Does the yeah. does the new hybrid technology react quicker than traditional uh, when, the, you, when you put your foot down on the pedal? Yes, 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 and no, Lisa. You've got it. You've got it. You've got to absolutely floor it down to the bottom, and I imagine that it's pretty quick because that's the whole point of it. It's just instant power. But the reality okay. is, the the anti lag systems on these cars are keeping the engine boosted up to full power. When you press the throttle on these cars. It's an explosion of power. Just as soon as you press okay. the throttle, you know, as soon as you bang it down, there's just an explosion of power out the back. So, yeah, I don't think it makes any massive difference. So there's there's no being in two minds about driving the car slightly well, differently well, there, to there, historically there, how you there, did. There might be in that you've now got this extra 80, 90 horsepower. They're, they're more powerful than, than last year's cars. Uh, so, 134, George. Yeah. So <laughs> nice one. So maybe 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 that's an issue that you maybe don't. Maybe it's too much. You know that you you you've maybe got to actually think. Maybe I don't need everything that I've I've got here to get this, round this corner because it might make it worse. I, you might actually just spin up the wheels I, and give yourself I, nothing. Yeah. Uh, oh, George, 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 George. Something just came to me. <laughs> right. And actually, something just also came to me as well. Yeah. We owe Lorenzo Botelli a huge apology. What we missed that opportunity. We were going to get Lorenzo. The most, the second most stylish man in the right. WRC. Second, thank you for putting that right. David. Obviously, I'm first. Who said you were first? first. Uh, <laughs> Me, I'm first. He's, he's being rude now. Uh, we were going to ask Lorenzo to talk us through the livery uh, because that car. I'm losing you, David. I can't hear you. Sorry, mate. Yeah, I can't hear you, David. Sorry, can you speak it, up? It, it, that, the, the livery. The, the livery on Lorenzo's car looks stunning, beautiful. Um, but the the question, the the bigger point from what you've just said there, George is exactly right because Lorenzo obviously doesn't have a vast amount of experience of these cars uh, and when he got in and in the compromised conditions the wet on on Friday 
he was kind of struggling to work out how to use the hybrid because mm -hmm. he was, you deploy it and like you said, George, suddenly you've got 515 brake horsepower or something and he just lit the thing up. Yeah. He just got a whole heap of wheel spin. Um, and this is where, you know, the rest of the guys have had a year to kind of formulate a strategy and, and it becomes almost second nature that you know where the grip is compromised, you're going to not use the hybrid. And then when you can see that you, you've got good uh, traction, you will use it. And so it, it was a really, really difficult, difficult event. And particularly, Cole, when we were coming through uh, right at the end of Funga Coast, probably the mm. last, I don't know, five or six kilometers. Where Auger went off. Where, exactly, where the, the four corners <laughs> that Colin might, picked might have out, been too. <laughs> that, that Auger went off um, uh, in, in 2010. It just goes corner, 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 and it would be completely impossible and totally fruitless and pointless to try and use the hybrid there. Yeah. You know, you just, it, it, you would literally spin the wheels from corner to yeah. corner. You just put, you put yourself off the road, another, you know, so that, that might have been one of the, that might be one of the compromises that took, that took Craig to make that well, apparent decision. But, you know, he's made that decision in a split second, whereas I've had the chance to go backwards and forwards over the video a couple yeah. of times. There's but no muscle memory with is, hybrid technology, is, is there? No. no, this is the final point for me, though, just a, a quick one. Uh, Cole, Colin has made this point consistently through this year, and I think definitely there have been incidents of it. I don't know. I don't think it, it was what caused Craig's incident, but when you've got the boost and you know you've got it for 10 seconds, Seven. there is... Seven seconds, sorry. There is that. I, I'm normally correct numbers, not you. <laughs> um, you. You have that that desperate urge to just hold it, hold it, hold it for one because you don't the want to second, give away. And the second you lift fractionally, it goes. So yeah. if, if you put the foot to the floor, you deploy the boost, yeah. and you lift fractionally after a second, it's gone. And that's 134 horsepower yeah. Yeah. you've just given away. And yeah. the drivers don't want to do that. No, no, it's interesting. But listen, we'll, we'll save that for another day, guys, because we're, we're getting we're getting slightly mired in, in the technical things. I think we need to talk a little bit about Rally New Zealand and the return of Rally New Zealand because uh, I think it's fair to say it was a success. It was clearly a success. You know, any event down here, coming back down here in itself was a success. But you know what? I'd say they did 90% of the things right. There were quite a number of things that David and I picked up on that were, were a little bit disappointing. And for New Zealand, that was strange because you get nothing normally other than complete joy out of Rally in New Zealand, but there were a few things that just frustrated and and, and concerned me about the event. I've got to be honest, Colin, I've forgotten them already. I th well, I think well, the, the, maybe the it was issue, the sign you know, that Colin of... saw that said silence is sometimes the answer. Silence is the answer. Well, that really annoyed me. At least it was, it was the whole thing. Country warning, you know. <laughs> it was, I think... Uh, no, so, so listen, so my, po my point here is, you know... Um, Auckland. Auckland is great and there are very, very strong reasons why the service park has to be in Auckland. I, for one, don't like it. I don't like city centre service parks. I think it sucks the spirit out of rallying. When you sit on a motorway for 40 minutes in traffic to drive back to the service park, by the time you've got there, you've lost a lot of the fever. A lot of the fever. That, but that, that's me personally. That's a personal point. But that's, that's nothing to do with Auckland. That's no, no, no. the road system That's the road it. system. But, you know, if we are going to go to city centres, you know, we have to be somewhere where people are going to see us. The benefit of being in a city centre is very much that we're introducing the sport to people who otherwise wouldn't know about it. So if we are going to go to city centres, let's try and be reasonably prominent. We were stuck out. And now I know, you know the guys that run the rally say it wasn't on a peninsula, but it felt like it. It felt like there was no one there. 
That was my one point. The other point was that, that I didn't like was the fact that at the end of the event, Jack's Ridge, magnificent venue for a spectator stage. And, and David and I are almost in complete agreement that in terms of spectator stages, you name a better one. I don't think there is one anywhere in the world. But, you know, we've got the youngest ever world rally champion. We've got, you know, history being created. Uh, we've got, for the first time in 15 years, three world champions on the podium. And they didn't think of taking them back to Auckland on a Sunday evening, Sunday afternoon, to do a proper podium, a proper celebration with the team, with the car and all the rest. For, for me, that's almost unforgivable. Almost it was, unforgivable. It, it, it was quite surreal. Uh, uh, the logistics of the job were very complex. Tough, I get they that. They were complex because we'd got Jack's Ridge. It was a slightly later power stage than normal. And we wouldn't have got back into Auckland till very late afternoon, early evening. That, But... You know, to have the press conference to celebrate, and ultimately they didn't know. You know, that press conference was to celebrate the winner yeah. um, of Rally New Zealand. It happened to celebrate the world, the, you know, a, a crown and glory of the world's youngest ever world rally champion. It was in a marquee with very. Marquee is being just, generous. Yeah. No, it was in a tent. <laughs> it was a tent. It, it was in a tent. Yeah. Uh, and, and there was just no. Buzz, you know, Bex, Bex Williams obviously hosted the press conference as usual. Bex did an absolutely stunning job, as she always does. But you never got the feeling of, you this know, is in, special. In, in 20 years, I'll probably remember this moment yeah. for, wrong, for the wrong reason yeah. of just this, this precise kind I've, of yeah. I've got press a, conference. I've got a solution for New Zealand Rally for next year, because I'm, I hope it runs again Go next on year. Go George. Yeah. Is uh, to, to, to run at night. The obvious thing to do, make it a night rally. There's no better place yeah, to have a night would, rally than get, there. Look, it's, it's not daft. It's not daft. Run a night rally. No, you'd get it's, away from the traffic problems in the city. Everything. Uh, everything. Yeah, Still an yeah, unbelievable yeah. spectacle yeah, for but, all but, the And spectacle. not just that, George. Everything about it. George, you it's might then on, it's, it's then not on. just that, George. European time. Exactly. European time, exactly. Isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> and you've got, there, there you've got your massive, your massive TV audience worldwide to, to consider. So that, that would be huge. The other thing I, I did notice was yeah. that it was actually very hard to follow WRC live on this event because the, the screens were breaking up all the time. It, I mean, I, I didn't go to bed because I was tired. I went to bed because I didn't have the energy to actually go through not being able to see it. So that's, the, that's why I went to bed. I had I planned the, to stay the, up, but I didn't. The, the weather was... A, uh, what, I mean, the weather really <laughs> compromised things, George. We haven't yeah, seen but look, 50% of the like New Zealand in, rallies in I've years. competed on, and I must have competed on about... I've been wet. I must have been close on 20 New Zealand rallies, and more than 50% of them have been those conditions that you experience right now. Even worse. Yeah. Even yeah. worse. So yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm not buying into that, guys. You know, no, no, no. I, I agree with you, George. I, I think there, was, there were elements that maybe could have been mm -hmm. better, and... You know, we can always be critical. Um, yeah. You know, the fact that we've come back to New Zealand for me is a massive, massive bonus. I'm a huge Bro fan Bro of rallying in this part of the world. And Australia and New Zealand, you know, we have to be in this part of the world for rallying. Not just because, you know, they're decent sized markets, but because they give us something so different in terms of the they championship. Yeah. What makes our championship brilliant? It's variety. It's variety. You know, it, we, we, we come to this part of the world. Yes, it's, it's during the night. In Europe, that's something different. The roads are completely unique down here. They're unique in Western Australia, even around Coffs Harbour. You know, we get something different. We get that variety that makes rallying special. And we get, you know, in the majority of the time, some of the very 
best organized and run rallies anywhere in the world. So coming back here, so important. We've got to now maintain that momentum. And David, you, you, you spoke to uh, Mr. Goldstein, isn't it, Michael? Yeah. Uh, who's the guy who, who runs He's the, the event. CEO of the event. CEO of the event. And, and he was very positive, wasn't he, about the he, chance of coming back? He was, absolutely. I think it, it will be a struggle for next, for next year. Um, but it, yeah, definitely we're looking towards 2024, which is great news. Uh, and Michael was, you know, he was understanding of, of, of the points that we made about Auckland. Um, but he quite rightly pointed out that the, the footfall in the service park would have been affected by the weather. You know, you're not going to walk out of the yeah. city in the pouring rain. Um, and the actual area, the viaduct basin where the service park is, has been developed in the last 10 years. Sure, 10 years ago we came down there, there was nothing. Mm. But now there's probably... 30 more restaurants, there's, there's 20 more apartment blocks down there in the last decade that they've built. So it is an area of, of Auckland that is growing uh, and expanding. For me, the bigger issue is the short day on um, oh, on Sunday and the short, short day on, on Saturday when we've got roads. Yeah. Oh, awesome roads. I know I keep banging this drum about the roads up around Paparoa and, and Whangarei. Yeah. Um, Whangarei, they're, they're brilliant, beautiful roads, yeah. Batley, Waipu Gorge, but, Brooks. We have to be there. But then, sorry, George, you, I'll, I'll stop in one sec. But it was Michael and Hayden Padden that put it into context of the funding for this event comes from Auckland. Mm. And Auckland's boundary sits south of of, um, of that area, yeah. of Whangarei. I can't remember. Probably goes into Northland or something up mm. there. So there is no reason for Auckland to put money in to take people out of their, out of their district. It's a very It's a compromise. Issue. It's always yeah. a compromise. And, and I think it's easy for... For us to criticise, it's easy for me to criticise, uh, but and I do understand there are dynamics involved that, that make it very difficult. But yeah. but you know all these things need to be considered in terms of the whole, the whole, the, the whole appeal picture. of the rally and yeah. the big picture. And George, what were you going to say? Sorry, I was going to mm. say if, you know, from my from my perspective, you know how you know how terrible I am with names. I only remember a you know a, a <laughs> fraction of the the stage the, the the good stage names. I'm terrible. I just know the roads when I see them on the map. I go, oh my god, yeah, that's such and such. That's how I remember them. Many of the names don't mean too much to me. But from my perspective, watching on the TV as much as I did, which was pretty well every single stage, at least the first pass, um, uh, the stages looked incredible. They were absolutely fabulous. Yeah. Um, with you know, to, to an absolute stage. I never saw a crap stage um, at, at all. Uh, very happily, including the, the Sunday stages. You know, they looked fine as well. They look pretty. They, they look pretty damn fine, and the rally cars were looking great over them. So, uh, I, I'd give. I'd give. Somebody I've got to give ten out of ten to the rally for the stages. Yeah, I would like more content on the Saturday. That needs the meat of the first day yeah. needs to be matched by the meat on the second day. Absolutely, it does. Yeah, I, I can't remember who one of the drivers. Many of the drivers, you know, after the recce, they came through Sunday stages. Uh, and particularly Jacks Ridge, they weren't sure because they'd come off all of these beautiful, flowing, yeah. proper New Zealand roads, and they came into this one, and they just felt it was a bit man-made. When they drove it competitively yesterday, they all, to a man, they all loved it. Yeah. And and somebody, I can't remember who it was, but somebody said, you know, if you, yes, Sunday was the worst day for stages for roads on Rally New Zealand, but if you take that Sunday and put it on pretty much any other rally in the world. It'll be the best day. Yeah. 
And that's a mark. Yeah, I think obviously within within reason you go to Finland. No, no, no I'm just, I'm just I'm saying my, my biggest gripe was, was was clearly not the stages because I, I thought both stages were fantastic, particularly when you contextualise the, the the spectator element of it. Mm, yeah. It was the length. It was the length. Yeah, you know, yeah. we, we, we've said many times, fifty k's. Oh my goodness, you know. But there's maybe a solution there, George, going forward in terms of you know your idea about night rallying because. You know, why not make it a two-day rally? And why not make... It'll never happen. No, no, no. But Terrible what... for telly. Well, Saturday, Sunday, and finish with a night stage at about midnight, which is lunchtime, lunchtime uh, Sunday in, in, in Europe. Why not? Why not? Why Let's not? Call... And let's have this conversation again in two weeks after we've done mole rally. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Sorry, right. George. Yes. We're talking about New Zealand. Let's yep. talk about Hayden Padden. Um not only did he win WRC2 in spectacular style, which we kind of uh, flagged up, we, we kind of expected that, Hayden, but sixth place in the rally as well. A great performance by him. He was also talking about uh, Shane van Gisbergen yeah. and saying how he wasn't it, surprised they, to see him they, also join him on that WRC2 podium. Of, you've missed out another one of Hayden's achievements there. He was crowned New Zealand champion for the 72nd time uh, on Saturday night as well. And, and joking aside, you know... But we what, were there when he was when he was crowned for the first time in 20, yes. 2009. Uh, so eight or nine? Yeah, when, the, like the, year, the year that Valentino Rossi did it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, it, it, and you know, I was being slightly flippant there, but it, it is a fantastic achievement. And we really have to take our hats off to Hyundai New Zealand. You know, they're... they're mm. An import, and actually not an importer, you know, they're independent of Hyundai Motor Corporation, but they do the most amazing job uh, of supporting and leveraging real value from from Hayden's program. You know, the EV car, this Kona EV car uh, that Hayden spent the last couple of years developing, mm. it went round Jack's Ridge before all of the, the other cars. And I'm just frustrated that Colin and I stood there with our jaws on the floor and neither of us thought to actually get our phones out <laughs> and record it. It was quite astonishing. Yeah, and and you know what what was what was most for me most um, encouraging was that the lack of the lack of traditional noise because there was a sound and you, yeah. you could hear the throttle being applied, but the lack of traditional sound didn't make it unpalatable, completely unpalatable. You know the actual dynamics of the car, the power of the mm. car, and the fact that you are watching something with no fuel in it. And yeah. for me, it, it was just yeah. for me it was it was astonishing, and the fact that Padden and his you know, the, the young engineer that runs that, forgive me, I've spoken to him a few times, and he fed me and David in Finland rather a lot. Um, but, you know, he's got this young, dynamic team who are working on that car who are so proud of what they've done, and rightly so. Um, it would, I mean, that's a car, when you look at it, the, the level of preparation and technology, that could have come from a pro drive. Oh, M-Sport, easily, easily. It's, easily. It's George, good... you'd have loved it. You'd have absolutely mm. loved it. They, 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 they spent, you know, this young engineer spent maybe 10 or 15 minutes talking me around the car yesterday. You know, and, and I took in as much as I could, yeah. but, but it, was, it was slightly over my head most of the time. But, but what I did understand was, wow, this is something really, really special. I, I could just offer some insight into why it was over Colin's head there, because mainly because <laughs> he'd got his pink slash orange trainers on, <laughs> and they were an, an inch or two deep in mud. Oh. It was quite muddy, and that was the highlight of yesterday. Was No, the highlight of yesterday was saving them. Those, you know, just very quickly, those trainers were going in the bin because they didn't look orange by the time we got back to the apartment. Mm. Got into the apartment, in the bathroom, there's one of those top-loading washing machines. I thought... Might as well give it a go. 
Not and so sure how good the washing machine is this morning, but the trainers look fabulous. But just a very, very. No, exactly. Let's let's wait and see. But but yeah. just on a on a brief uh, aside, in terms of footwear, uh, we are departing New Zealand with a pair of Wellington boots worn by a Yari Matty Latvala. Uh, so on the podium, on the podium, on the, on the podium. exactly. When they realised how bad the weather was going to be here. Uh, Hans de Bau, the, the, the superb communications manager from Toyota, ran out and did pretty much what you know any any uh, communications manager worth their salt should do. He went and bought about 20 pairs of wellies for all of the team who were going to be up there. Honestly, it was ridiculously deep, the mud. But Andrew Hawks would have done everything he could to, 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 to offset it. But, but, you know, the rain came. So we now depart with, with <laughs> Yari Matti's wellies. We passed him as he was taking them off. We said, oh, what are you doing with your wellies? And he said, oh, you can have them. So I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> well, no, they're, they're, they're Did going you get to him to autograph HQ. them? Or call him no, off well, and pair of autographs them? They're a piece got, of history. We'd only got, we they only are. got a black pen, uh, unfortunately. No, but so. what I've said to David, I've said we're, we're absolutely not to put any water near these. Once we get them to Dirtfish, we'll get them sealed with the mud on them. You'll likely seal the winning cars <laughs> from, from Le Mans <laughs> with all the rubbish on them. We're going to seal these welly boots. We're going to get, wellies. and we'll get a little piece validating it from Yari Matty, a picture of Yari Matty with him saying, yes, these are my wellies worn on the podium when Cali Rovenpera was crowned but, world champion. But just to whiz back to Shane van Gisbergen, you're, you're dead Thank right, you. Lise. He, I mean, Padden's performance was, was fantastic, but van Gisbergen was pretty special I, as well, wasn't he? You know, I, I go back a few months ago to the Canberra rally uh, in Australia, and he won the power stage there against some... You know, some, some way more experienced drivers. I think it was his second rally. Maybe even have been his first ever rally. And what impressed me about that power stage performance, watching it, was the commitment to the notes. You could see he was completely committed. It had quite a lot of blind crests, this power stage. And as we know with circuit racers, notes and committing to notes and believing in notes Hard work, yeah. is the most difficult yeah. thing. It's the most difficult thing. Van Gisbergen quite clearly understood how notes worked and you know have we seen a better debut four rallies under his belt he finishes in the top 10 he finishes with world rally championship points quite sensational quite no. sensational but he's a winner of bathurst scoring points in the world championship not sure that's happened before i never i never saw it myself colin but i believe in 1966 uh, jim clark did a pretty good job on rec rally but he did he also went off i think but he crashed. i think he went off yeah so he didn't yeah, he didn't he get did. the point so we'll give this we'll give this to van gisbergen definitely i mean and and again you know the enjoyment of him but i've figured him out i think i think as a youngster and and even probably as an adult the guy's an absolute hooligan hooning around new zealand roads <laughs> on the gravel just having a great time he was waiting for a rally. He went racing because that's where the opportunity was, but he always wanted to be a rally driver. I think the guy is magic, absolutely Plus, magic. You're not, you're not wrong there. His dad, his dad was quite a prominent rallyist in New Zealand, so he was brought up with rallying. Well, so you're you not go. wrong. You're absolutely yeah, not yeah. wrong. Definitely, definitely a hooligan. Yeah. Just uh, adding that Kaitan Kaitanovic uh, also jumping in with a great performance there. Lorenzo Batelli seventh again. You talked about the livery of the car. Can we see that on Dirtfish? Dot com. Have we put pictures of how pretty it is up? The cars were we, the, on we the TV. The cars were so covered in mud the whole time you never saw anything. Well, that's no, the that's... thing. Colin and David both said how pretty it yeah. was, and I thought, 
Mm. Which yeah. shade of brown was it? Yeah, basically. No, exactly. Basically, exactly. grey brown. It was well camouflaged, wasn't <laughs> <Yeah>. it? <laughs> his his cars were always matte, car. matte olive green, weren't they? Sort of military sort of looking that's it. things. That's yeah, it. that's exactly what it was. With gold. Yeah. With gold. Yeah. Kind of yeah. It was gorgeous. Yeah, helped, gorgeous. Helped to stand out. Yeah, pretty, pretty stunning event for all those guys. And, you know, for Kaitan... You know, he, he went out there, he pushed like hell on the, the purse, just trying to get those three points. Missed it by a fraction in Hayden's backyard. Uh, if, 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 if he puts himself in play for the World Championship, at least he's been to the world to get his World Championship. I'm going to say that. I know yeah, that was contentious. Point. I know that was contentious, but no, I, I enjoyed saying it. Fair. Yeah. I'm aware as always of the clock ticking on so I just want to move on to um, kind of the last section of uh, our recording today um, and I want to do this in a positive way if we possibly can we've got two more events left this season um, it hasn't been the greatest of season for some of our teams how do you think M Sports are going to be preparing for the last, uh, last couple of uh, throws of the dice this year Oh dear, don't have that silence. There's Spain. a lot of silence. I've, 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 I've no idea, but, but I'm sure David and uh, Colin can tell us uh, what their plans are because they're chatting to the, the team manager the whole time. Yeah. What is Richard up to? So so Spain, I, I would imagine that the, the potential complication for Spain was Gus's car, which obviously was, was damaged uh, in, in his accident on Saturday. The thinking is that the, it's not as bad as, as, as initially thought. Um, obviously, we, we have Pierre-Louis Lube back uh, for, for Spain and Formos back for Spain. Um, so it will be the four cars, I'd imagine, uh, in Spain. The bigger question is, is what do you do for, for Japan? Certainly, Lube's not going there. Um, Formo, I, I would imagine, you know, the intention is to send him. Uh, it, but it would be very much dependent on on, on his, uh, his performance in Spain, I would imagine. Mm. You know, there's a lot of speculation about Adrian Formo, but one thing you would say about Malcolm Wilson is that he's a man who makes a deal and absolutely stands by a deal. Uh, he, he's got an agreement with, with Adrian. There's been very, very good reason for the events that he's missed. Um, everything is, is part to the bone with M-Sport, isn't it? We've gone mm. on about this time and again that they don't have money to, to yep. chuck at this job. Yep. Um, and, and they keep bringing back to M-Sport, to, to Duffinby Hall, Cars that require broken, a huge investment yeah. to fix them. Every yeah. single yeah. rally. There are yeah. cars going back, they need yeah. rebuilding. The well, goal, Breen, has to win. Has to win. Has to win. You know, one of those last two <laughs> events that, that is quite simply, he's got to win. Well, nothing. No, he has no, to. Again, I think you've got to wait for it. It's got to come to him. He's, he's got the performance, so he, hopefully he'll have the patience to wait for it to come to him. It'll present itself to him at the right moment. Because you you, you that's, can't that's you can't reach though, George, you, you can't it? reach out and grab it. You see what happens when you try and do that. You but see what happens. He's stuck yeah. between Every a rock and a hard place because you've got you've got uh, David saying he has to win, and you're saying he's got to be patient and wait. I mean, how do you put the two together? Basically, stop making those little errors. I mean, I think it's I I genuinely think, and I, and I don't I mean I I don't know Craig very well. I know him quite well. I, I don't phone him up and speak to him or anything, but. You know, I think that he has to dig very deep. You know, look look at your heroes. Look at Sebastian Loeb. Look, more importantly, at Sebastian Ogier. How hard that guy worked. Whatever you're doing, Craig, it, it's, it's good. It's working. But double it. Just double it. Make that investment before the event. You know, every waking moment, work hard. Change the way you work. Speak to more people. Get more input. 
Remember, there's two. you've got two ears, one for in and one for out. Get your filters working. Focus on it. Really get to town. Leverage everything you possibly can, and it will come to you. That's how it comes to you. That's how Sebastian Ogier was all about hard work and preparation and then grittiness. Um, Sebastian He's, Loeb I, always I just waited and it came to him, but he worked like crazy on his notes. And I'm, I'm sure Craig is as well, but what I'm saying is... Just look at it slightly differently. You don't need to, you, you don't need to ch change a lot because, you know, you've got the pace, you're doing it, but you're breaking concentration, not seeing something during the recce. I don't know, but get extra input. That's that's what you've got to do. You know, you, you're in, okay, you're, Lisa, you're right. It's between a rock and a hard place. Don't try, and, don't try and push harder on the rally from where you are. It ain't going to work. It hasn't worked this year. It might come to you, mm. but if you try and push, you take yourself out the running and it won't come to you. That's my point. Do something slightly different. Refocus. That's, that's remarkable. That's re remarkable advice, and I think almost tempted to send Craig Breen an invoice for that advice. Yeah, you know, <laughs> no, really good, George. But you, special, I, I agree as well, but George. I, I, but I would say just one thing. Uh, this obviously, this podcast European time comes out on Tuesday. Get ready for some news on Wednesday. Check back to Dirtfish.com. News of Craig Breen. Uh, I think. Ooh, yeah, I'll uh, say any more. I think you've said more what? than enough. Um, God, do you no, 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 no. Let's move on. Move on. Tomorrow morning. You'll be listening to this Tuesday, listening Wednesday morning. George, by the way, uh, you, yeah, that that for me was utterly sound advice. Just if I can just just jump in on on that just for one yep. second, I think the the point you made about seeking advice, looking for advice. You know, all of these drivers have got teams around them. If you're not getting the right advice from that team, look outside the team. Yes. Look outside, as yes. you say, ask. Just soak it in. You know, there is something that's not quite right. It might not be you as a driver. It might not be the co-driver. It might not be the team management. You know, it might be that there's something other than that that's just not giving him the right, um, the right feeling or whatever. And he needs to look. And he needs to be prepared to open his mind to those possibilities. Yep. You know, that, that, that there is something that he is not prepared to, to look at that potentially well, is not working for I, him. Anyway, I've uh, said, I've said it before, to you. Colin, we'll I've said hour. it before and I'll say it again. Every other professional sport have coaches or 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 uh, gurus that you can turn to to get help. Rally's quite a difficult one to do that to, but 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 you can get that level of analysis and help. It it does exist. So, you know, well, I'm going to say to Craig, just come across the dirt, come across the dirt fish. We'll get Nate onto you. You know, I'm looking at half a second a kilometre. <laughs> well, that was that was that was making light of a of a serious point, but actually, you know. Yes, you know, coach, no, Nate's, coaching. Nate's, Nate's coaching. good for half a second, okay, at least. Coaching, it does work. For me, anyway. <laughs> Brilliant, and yeah. uh, also great words of wisdom from George there that I haven't heard before. Apparently, two is because one's for in and one's for out. Yeah. I, I haven't worked out the out bit, but thanks, George. I'll ponder that over the next few days. <laughs> Spin the rally pod, bringing you everything you need to know. One for in, one for out. It could be our new meta motto. Um, keep in touch with our social media at Dirtfish Rally is the way to get in touch. Uh, please do let us know what you would like to hear, what you do like hearing, what you don't like hearing. You can kind of note that as well. We take all kinds of constructive criticism here on Spin the Rally Pod. Thank you so much for downloading. And guys, thank you for your very hard work. I know you guys are taking the wrong way back around the world, so safe travels back for you. Thanks, Thanks Lee. Fabulous, guys. Take care. Thanks, have, a, have a good journey. Thanks, and we'll, we can bye go bye. through the analysis on all the other failures on New Zealand rally driving if you want at any time.
Ha, ha, ha.